Yes, it is Sunday again. Catch me if you can, day if I may. But who do you think is talking to you right now? Is it me, Spandan? Is it me? Is it a clone? Is it my conscience stored up somewhere? Would you be able to tell if it was an automated home robot scripting this in my place? We do not even have to go that far. A speech-to-text converter would do that even. There is no denying that the world, especially in the last decade, is rapidly moving towards automation, evolving by the weeks. Whatever radical shifts in automation technology we see right now were unheard of even a decade ago. There is also no doubt that robots in the home or in the workplace are here to stay. But have you ever thought about how that can affect you? How it can affect your progeny? Your financial status of when that happens? The socio-economic circumstance of such a world? Yeah, that is enough build-up. We will find out all of that today as we experience not one, not two, but three hypothetical worlds with automation taking over humans in the workplace. Let's roll the intro, shall we? Cash me if you can. Your gateway into the world of financial freedom. About 10 years ago, robots were used to entertain people by either making stupid comments or feeling horribly at whatever they were supposed to do, and those very videos would go viral on YouTube. Fast forward to the present day, No one dare underestimates automation anymore. Autonomous driving is already a thing. Millions of factory workers are readily replaced by robots and even our voice can be easily recognized and converted into other forms by AI. Robots are um already rivaling humans at competitive games, intellect, and even menial jobs. It is already happening like the transformation as they say. But if we were to go by the forecasters it is the end of the world just as they said in the 1920s 60s 80s yeah none of those turned out to be true see although automation and ai are getting increasingly intertwined with our lives and regardless of whatever conspiracy theories or mainstream media wants you to believe robots replacing humans that is still a long time away or is it to understand how such a world would work and its implications we need to start with the history and modern day first back in the 1920s when industrial machinery started becoming mainstream it was kind of a miracle cement mixing machines door openers in subways new farming equipment all of these led to a phenomenon which we now call automation anxiety there was an imminent fear that all of these new technologies would lead to mass unemployment the same fear that was prevalent in the 60s when electronic data processing or edp rose to prominence in american business as a way to automate simple and regular tasks that involved large amounts of data it was fast it was accurate and transformative as with any new technology not exactly welcomed in workplaces the same phenomenon followed in the 80s after personal and professional uses of computers started to become mainstream thousands protested even it was considered doomsday does anyone remember the apple commercial from 1984 and the introduction of the macintosh like 
why 1984 would not be like 1984? My man Steve did chores all were bad. But regardless, this automation anxiety has been found to be prevalent any time a new technology has come up and then later readily accepted by workforces. But did it ever account for anything? Well, no. Did these new technologies displace workers from their fields of work? Yes. Who even hires bookkeepers anymore? But if that is the case, shouldn't unemployment also grow over the years? Why did that not happen? Why did the opposite take place and in fact, the job opportunities expanded? Well, here's the thing. As I have talked about multiple times on this podcast, people today love touching the tip of the iceberg, call themselves intellectuals and that is about it for them. They get social media cloud for sure, but the real work does not work that way. You see, whenever there is a disruptive technology at play, there is labor displacement over the years. This is where the job creation from new technologies come into play. There are direct jobs for people who design and build the technology. There are other industries dedicatedly catering to that industry. But the part we do not account for is the intangible benefits of labor-saving inventions. When companies can do more with less, they expand. That means creating new product divisions, uh, appealing to even more customers, catering to new locations, offering lower prices, and more, which inherently means that the consumer can buy more of the product and if they do not need it, they can just use the money to spend it elsewhere or invest it elsewhere, which then again creates more job opportunities. Maybe they invest it in more mutual funds, thus more firms are born. Maybe they go to more restaurants, more movies, buy more of any product. You get my point and you can see where this is going. This process is how our standard of living has improved over time and it is fair to say that it has always required labor in one form or the other. Maybe the displaced workers did not find the exact job with the exact salary, but they sure did find jobs, which is already pretty evident from the fact that how much economically developed we are anywhere in the world from the 20s, 60s or 80s. So should I make another North Korea joke? Let's, let's not. So see, the point is, disruptive technologies affect the workforce, alter it, but it also creates newer jobs to supplement it. It is easier for the media to draft up headlines saying that the new technology will cause unemployment in the next decade. But sadly, we do not live in the set of metropolis as we just learned. So now that we are clear on the past, let us focus on three more categories. The present day, the near future, and wait for it, the distant future. To understand the implications of automation in the present day, we need to have some grip on the population situation. Automation threatens to render human labor obsolete. Unlike 19th century technologies such as the loom as we discussed, they argue the latest advances are not machines designed for one task, but automations with artificial intelligence that are capable of machine learning as they say, will rapidly replace humans even in thinking professions such as law and medicine. This logic echoes arguments that we have heard before and according to Berkeley's Machine Intelligence Research Institute, 
the standard forecast for when artificial intelligence will arrive is the same it is today as it was in 1955 in 5 years see the automation revolution is still likely to be gradual enough to complement rather than destroy the human workforce going forward we expect to see the same thing even for computer coders let's say the practice of coding is different now than it was a couple of decades ago we will see that continue to change over time we will see more and more of these software tool vendors who are automating pieces of a software developer's job which previously someone would have to do manually we expect this to continue and over and over again the idea of tooling our occupations that applies in the physical realm as well we are seeing more and more automation on the factory floor and again machine and people doing complementary things as eric brifinson and andy mcafee said it's a great thing for machines to complement what humans are doing see the world's industrial robot population is about 2.1 million it is growing but it is still at 2.1 million and it is dwarfed by the 247 million humans in the global industrial labor force most industrial robots are still unintelligent machines committed to a single task like turning a bolt and nearly half of them are in the car industry which then again is also the single largest employer of humans in the united states workplaces evolved to incorporate machines and people find a way to fit in addressing fears of a jobless future uh, i would like to quote the harvard economist lawrence katz who has remarked we never run out of jobs there is no long term trend of eliminating work for people and this is something that has repeated itself throughout history now let's take an example like the us banks have now installed many thousands of automated tellers the savings have allowed them to open up a lot more branches so that in total the number of human tellers increased from 500000 in 1980 to 550000 in 2010 if automation were displacing humans as fast as fast as it is implied in recent books like martin ford's the rise of robots then we would be seeing a negative impact on jobs we are not and that is the interesting part after the economic crisis of 2008 economic growth was weak but job growth was unusually strong in major industrial countries compared to early recoveries the job picture has been particularly strong in germany japan south korea the industrial countries that employ the most robots and which now brings me to the future the near future the practical answer to fear younger workers in the workforce in the coming decades is arguably more robots an interview recently asked the nobel economist daniel kahneman about the threat that robots pose to employment in china you just don't get it kahneman responded kahneman again in china the robots are going to come just in time to rescue the economy from population decline beijing does get it and now subsidizes industrial automation as i said most developed economies currently have a population that is to retire in the coming decades and the number of actual young workers to replace them is fairly low if we take germany for this example well over 60% of its workforce is due to retire in the coming two decades and 
its new population is declining yeah we all know how as a nation germany is let's say more open to migration but from a purely statistical standpoint that is simply not enough see over the past quarter century as a consulting firm mckinsey and company has pointed out about a third of new jobs created in the united states were types that did not exist or barely existed 25 years ago in the next transformation humans are likely to replace jobs lost to automation with new jobs we can't yet imagine we know we can't predict the future completely for example uh, right now we have a bunch of people whose job it is to be an app developer for mobile smartphones right this isn't a job that anyone necessarily imagined a couple of decades ago because mobile phones itself didn't exist there is an academic research report that says around about half to 1% of jobs created each year are entirely new and by 2030 we could be looking at another 8 to 9% of jobs in that time that simply doesn't exist today how many more new jobs and new types of occupations can get generated it's starting and could change over time depending on how innovative the economy is and how much time we invest in innovation and research development and so that's potentially new economists may start counting growth in the robot population as a positive sign for economic growth the same way that today we analyze growth in the human population before analyzing the population factor to play as i said we need to assess whether population trends are pushing a nation to rise or fall firstly looking at the growth in the working age population which sets a baseline for how fast the economy can grow then tracing that what are countries doing to bring more workers into the talent pool quickly are they opening doors to the elderly to women to foreigners even to robots in a world facing the challenge of growing labor shortages it's all hands human or automated on tech and that is a point really anyone brings up so you should kind of understand by the growing trend leave developing countries but in developed countries let's say china germany or japan yeah automation is more of like a necessity to cope with the reduced working population than it is just for new technology there is a big fear out there right now that the robots are coming they're going to take all the jobs there's going to be nothing for people to do results show quite convincingly that the problem is not if there will be jobs there is a big question about will the workers today given their existing skill sets be qualified to get the jobs that will be there then i bet that never crossed your mind now here it comes the part you have all been waiting for the distant future one of three possible worlds get ready to feel like you live in cyberpunk 2077 as we proceed further Okay so here we will take into consideration that automation in general has taken over the entire human workforce the entirety of it that employs people this is a very hot topic for economists to ponder upon and has been a very interesting field of research ever since automation anxiety started but after all of that most economists today come to one of three conclusions three ways that it can turn out taking a page from ee Let's call these the good, the bad, and the ugly. 
let's start with the good i know you would like to resonate with it the most so this is the kind of world where science fiction peaks the good ending humans will be served by robot butlers and will mostly be unoccupied throughout the day robots will serve humans and humans time will be freed up for recreational activities or creative endeavors the companies that own the robots will be highly taxed and the way that the people sustain themselves would be through some form of universal basic income which will be distributed to everyone to make up for the salaries they lost people can still own businesses though maybe pertaining to the, one of those very creative pursuits these people will supposedly make the upper middle class beyond this people can live below their means on the universal basic income and invest some of it for better gains in the future yes the markets would still exist almost everyone in such a society will live in abundance and lead a lifestyle far superior to the middle class today see personally i believe that before this time comes we would be very much colonizing other planets and not even be here on earth and there's another point that is overlooked here is how much of a drain humans are on the planet's natural resources well most of the working population today contribute more to society than they can take back but in such a world this wouldn't be the case humans would not need to work all right but they would still need to be fed with food transported in carts made drink fresh water and so on the earth has only so much resources to offer and in such a society that could be depleted soon as i said before such a society even becomes a reality i highly doubt earth will be our planet anymore but okay we will keep that aside for today as space exploration leads to a whole different level of new possibilities we will stick to home sweet home so what would be a problem in such a world let's see what if a family wanted to get a bigger house or generally level up their well-being the universal income is not going to change so what then they can get into very few jobs still available for humans but their pay can be very unrewarding and it should be extremely hard to get into investing can work by saving their income as i said but in a world with universal basic income when the income is already streamlined that can be a potential problem or oh, there can be another huge factor affecting the economy sustained baby booms if people are free all day and generally have nothing to do we can pretty much expect a steep growth in population and a steady baby boom which would also increase the income of the household more babies would equal more income governments can postpone the monthly income until the child turns 18 but then again it would not be universal anymore so it is pretty evident that the baby boom can be a problem as there is no hypothetical limit even as to how much the taxes can sustain but everything considered this is more than likely to be a very good world to live and thrive in all things considered but this is where we step out of fancy little bubble and face the reality of the situation as it is the bad type this is the second type of hypothetical society where humans are worthless don't get me wrong the universal basic income structure is still there but it is genuinely very basic and barely covers the expenses in such a world there will be a clear distinction between the people who own the companies that own the robots 
and everyone else. People will still have to scramble for low-paying job opportunities, whatever of it is left anyways. Children? No one would be having them. They would be highly discouraged in fact. Even it can also be mandated that universal basic income is only given to people when they turn 18, which would highly discourage parenthood in such a society. The wealth cap here would start to affect people and shape their lives. The people who own the companies would not be much better off either. Yes, they'll have much better living conditions, but what we often forget to account for is the social standard of such a society. If you keep a track of how things work, you know that South Africa is a very economically segregated nation. The rich in South Africa can lead an extremely lavish lifestyle. Fantastic opportunities exist there for them. But we have seen thousands of wealthy businessmen flock out of the country in recent years. Why is that? Social unrest. People do not like living in fortresses. And in this case, that would be everywhere. People would riot all over and there would be chaos. And neither of the two spectrums at play can survive in harmony. Yeah, this looks pretty bad, right? But it can get far worse. It is now the time to bring in the third type of society. The ugly one. Things are genuinely, well, ugly here. This can be very well a reality in countries where people would think that people should just work for a living. Social welfare or universal basic income, none of those would exist and there will be hunger and starvation all around. Humans are to be considered worthless in such a society. A human without any economic value to be worthless. As grim as that sounds, that may very well be true. As I talked about in my anarcho-capitalism episode, we trade our time for money which we then use to acquire goods and services which would simply not exist here. Okay, that brings me to a very logical question most people can have, and that being if the consumer base as if the people cannot afford to buy anything, who will the businesses sell to? Well, amongst themselves. We might often be led into believing that businesses need a mass customer base to survive, but that is not exactly the case. A big population is not needed to keep businesses in business. If we take that away, if we take away the money from our current society, we can see that businesses provide everything. Food, clothing, shelter, anything in exchange for time which we provide in exchange for the money. But if that time in question is out of the equation, the businesses would stop providing for any of those anymore. There will still be a market as in the other two cases but in this particular scenario, businesses will just trade amongst each other. In such a society, mass population decline will be no surprise because the birth rate will take a massive toll. And as dark as it sounds, most people would starve to death. Yeah, this is the kind of world that we see in every dystopian movie ever made. So that was a lot to get around. See, here's the thing. We are blessed to live in a world where automation is complementing the human progress and making our life increasingly productive and efficient. The distant future is a very interesting hypothesis to analyze, but best believe, as I already said, 
we will be long gone before that. No, not dead. Hopefully, but to a different planet altogether. But if we focus on the near future, though, like the coming few decades, yes, automation is here to stay, and it would be a necessity even in some cases as we examined. As much as whoever tries to convince you that robots will take over all the jobs and everyone is soon to be unemployed, yeah, that is not happening anytime soon. And in at least a lifetime, you will be able to cherish technology rather than resent it. Albeit, restructure yourself a bit for it, as we always do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and following this podcast on whichever platform you are listening to. You mean a lot to me. This was a really, really interesting episode, and I had a great time researching and making this one. So, the time has again come to bid farewell for the week, and as time descends, I will see you exactly a week from today. Bye. Take care.